Claude Weekly is proudly brought to you by Peninsula Co-op. At Peninsula Co-op, you get full serve for the same price as self-serve, meaning you can stay in your warm vehicle while someone else pumps your fuel for you. And if you join up to the Peninsula Co-op membership program, you can start earning cash back every year on gas, convenience store purchases, home heating oil, and even groceries. Join today for just $27. For more details, head to your local Peninsula Co-op or click on the membership tab at PeninsulaCoop.com. Hello, hello Panthers fans and welcome back to Claude Weekly, the official podcast of the Peninsula Panthers. We've been away for the last couple of weeks and we deeply apologise for that. We've missed you, just as we hope you have missed us. Ben in the chair today, no sticky this week, but we are going to bring him back again very, very soon. He's a busy little beaver, Mr. Stickman, and uh, obviously I miss having him on this show, so we hope to get him back very, very shortly. But we'll be updating you today on exactly what is planned for Claude Weekly, because the big news, of course, since we last spoke to you a couple of weeks ago, is that officially the VIJHL has been cancelled and it will no longer take place for the 2020-2021 season. Obviously, news that not really much of a surprise. The league has been postponed, or I guess on hold really, since December, and we were sort of just waiting around to see if there was any chance of any games. But, of course, we are now in a place where this is not happening because the VI released a statement throughout the week via their official website uh, saying that after much consideration and based on a review of the recent PHO orders, it was unanimously determined by the governors to bring the season to a conclusion. It added that the current public health authority discussions show it is unlikely there will be any changes in their current direction from where we are today and with the added pressures from facilities comparing the teams needed for ice usage against the need for the removal of the ice for other sport or health related events. It seemed that this was the time to make the decision. Each team will determine their specific end date for the practice times with their players. Now we are on the show today talking to both uh, head coach Brad Tippett and of course GM of the Panthers, Mr. Pete Burski, about this cancellation. And we will find out a little bit more about those practice schedules. Still a couple of weeks remaining for the boys out there on the ice before the season officially draws to a close. So this is a very good episode, I should say, for filling in all those gaps about what is happening from this point on. So uh, I'm going to shut up right now. I'm going to throw to our chats with both Pete and Brad in Tippett Talk, of course, the semi-regular segment we have with your head coach of the Peninsula Panthers, Brad Tippett, after a word from our sponsor. Babylon by TELUS Health is a virtual healthcare app that allows you to video chat with a licensed doctor from your smartphone. Appointments are covered by provincial healthcare, and you can even see a doctor on evenings and weekends. Download and register Babylon by TELUS Health today. We are joined once again here on Claude Weekly by your GM of the Peninsula Panthers, Mr. Pete Zaberski. Pete, as always, pleasure to have you on the show. As always, pleasure to be here, Ben. Season now is officially cancelled, obviously announced during the week. Uh, obviously not a real big surprise, but does much change now that you know it's officially been cancelled? No waiting around now to think if this may or may not happen? Yeah, I think I think a lot changed. So we had a meeting last Friday night. And, and it seemed to me, although 
most of the team said they were going to continue to practice for a little bit. It seemed to me like most of the teams were done. Sanich was done. Um, but at the time of the meeting last Friday, uh, I just saw where uh, Oceanside had their last practice last night. Other teams were down to just to several players. I think everybody's closing up shop. We're gonna run ours. Um, we're gonna run and practice for two more weeks. So March 26th is is two Fridays from tonight, and after our ice slot there. Um, you know, we're going to shut her down. We've once once we knew that we were done, you know, we we you know we had the pizza and, you know, the drinks and gave the three 20 year olds their jerseys. And so we've done all the formalities. Um, interesting. We went out and uh, and uh, Gordon Lee came out and took individual photos of players. And so he's photoshopped them into a photo. He, he, he did. It, it's amazing the work he did. But it was funny because, you know, like Reed Fryer looked like he was five foot eight and Denver Maloney looked like he was five foot four and so we had to you know brad sent him the heights of the players and you know we worked it all in and he's he's fixed it up and worked on it and i just saw the final photo before i got here amazing job great and will this be something that we'll share on the social media people will be able to see yeah this? sure for sure um yeah for sure we will i uh, i actually um i sent him i said hey you know i want 30 so that all the kids get one and then one for the trophy cabinet but i think it'll be maybe the most memorable photo that we've ever done in 20 years just because you know it the whole thing is photoshopped it looks outstanding you'd never be able to tell right the guy did a great job and just it kind of closed off it's a strange picture to train to close off a strange year well i was about to say a strange picture for a strange year it yeah. suits it very well yeah. what, what was the mood like uh, amongst the boys sort of with the, the peach and the drinks they know it's all over now obviously a bit more relaxed for them with that moment? Uh, you know, I, I think everybody knew, you know, it, I think it really puts puts a, a, an exclamation stamp on the fact that we are done. Um, so I, I don't think it changed a lot. I think everybody was, you know, moving in that direction. We all knew that was just... Um, that was just the confirmation. And how do you feel then as, as the GM, the owner, kind of with the confirmation for you? Does it Has it changed anything about, uh, you know, this season at all? Uh, you know what? It puts an end to the season for me too. So I'm not, uh, when I say I'm looking forward to the 26th of March, I, I don't mean I'm looking forward to it, but I, but I know that there's an end date and, you know, and now it's, um, it's like, let's let's put out the best two weeks we can for the group and then it's move on to next year and you know i've uh, i'm already moving on to next year and thinking about you know players and a camp and you know because because we i think we're gonna have a a pretty darn good team next year and so uh, i just want to make sure that we keep doing what we're doing we've got a great group even last practice you know i was talking to brad and he said i can't believe how much these guys like each other so we really have you know a close-knit group we've got a lion's share of guys coming back you know we want to have a great camp we want to identify you know affiliate players that we can have for next year we want to identify some guys who can crack the lineup and jump in and I, I you know what I, I'm really excited about next year and and I'm not disappointed about this year it's just the way it went um, but um, these kids got a lot better 
Can you reflect on the 12 or so games that were played this year and kind of just isolate that and, and review the season? I mean, kind of what was your take on the games that you did see, the, the players that stood out to you and kind of the hopes that you're sort of talking about next year being a good team? You know, were you seeing some seeds and foundations from what we did see in the limited games this season? Yeah. So, okay. You know, so looking back... Um I think, you know, I'm trying to remember the Victoria games, but I believe, you know, you can help me out on this, Ben. I believe that we won two of the first three games, didn't we? We did. We, we yeah. lost, lost the first and then won the next two. So it was looking good there. And, and then, one was in overtime, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, was. Okay. So, so, so you know, we they won a squeaker or maybe they won six to three. They they gave us a good lesson the first night. I think they had an empty netter with, and we got a 6-3 win. And then I think we won... You know, in a tight game, and then we won in overtime. Yeah, we won here the next night, and then we won in overtime. And even that one that they won the first game, um, we tied it up in the third, yes, didn't we? That's it was right. Sort of, uh, they were, went out. I think a three nothing lead. We got it three all, and then yeah. it ended up being six three. That's so, right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, and then and then they ran the tables after that. They won all seven, and I don't even think we got into overtime in the final seven. But but what was interesting to me in that one, looking back, is is I like they had a great club. And, you know, they had eight 20-year-olds and they really built, I think, for, you know, this year to be a big one, to win the championship in the province. And, you know, we were playing with them. Like, we played hard and we had a whole bunch of young guys that were trying to figure it out. Our guys we got, we ran into a bunch of injuries. You know, Seal got hurt. Jensen got hurt. Uh, Gilmore got hurt. And well, I'm thinking was, we had one more D. Uh, Horks, Horks got hurt. Yeah. Lynn, so there was four of our eight D were hurt. We had two 17-year-old D. Um, we had uh, Fryer and Crawford. And we had two 16-year-old D in St. Denny and McNeil. Mm. And those kids were playing 30 minutes a game yeah. for like four or five games. And, but you know, within a game or two, like, you know... Like that was awesome to watch, and I still remember where uh, there was a game. And Brad asked me what the highlight of my year was, and it was watching kids develop. And uh, we were playing the Cougars. Obviously, we played them ten times, and uh, and we were playing in Victoria, maybe game seven or eight, and uh, and Guerra. Uh, got run over by McNeil mm-hmm. and he's a 20 year old kid and he got run over by McNeil and he was pissed off and he got up and the puck went to uh, St. Denny, who's another 16 year old D they were partners and, and he ran at him to hammer him and St. Denny stood him up and knocked him down. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, Gare is a good player and he's a, he's rugged and he's, you know, hard nosed kid. And like, he's a, he's a, you know, is a valuable kid to have on your team. Uh, and, and those kids were just playing the game. And it was, that was fun to watch. It was fun to watch them, you know, learning on the fly. Then, then we um, played KP. And we ended up playing them two games and then the season was shut down. But we played them up there and the first period was a shooting gallery. I think you came up for I that I did. Game. I was enjoying that one. Yes. Pat. That was a fun night. Yeah. I think we were up 5 nothing, and they scored, you know, to make it 5-1. But, but uh, Svensson played a, like a great game between the pipes. 
And we these, jinxed it. I remember saying to you, we turned at one point, going, I think he's on for the, the shutout here tonight. He, and in 30 seconds, he had a goal scored against yes, him. Yes, yeah. because Wart lit it up that night, and we were sitting there watching the game, trying to decide who was more important for the club the night. Was it Ward Five or Spencer? Five points for Tanner or Spencer <laughs> yeah. with a, with a yeah, clean right. sheet, and then boom. It and, uh, was easier to decide. But but So we beat them 5-1, and they scored a late goal. Their goal was a late goal to break the shutout. But, but it wasn't a 5-1 game. Like, I was, you know, I was surprised. Like, they they really picked up some good kids, and and they competed that game. They didn't fold their tent when they were down. And then they came here on the Friday night. I think we played there on a Tuesday night. They came here on the Friday night and they beat us. Yeah. And and that was a <clears throat> that was a great lesson for our kids too. Because it's not an easy league. This league is a great league. And uh, we were all pissed off. And you were meant to play the next day, of course. Yes. And unfortunately, that's when the season was uh, yes. well, postponed at the yes. time. So that revenge was meant to happen. Yes, less than no, but hours you know later. what? They, they, we had our hands full with them. And, you know, you know, hats off to them. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Cox up there, Brandon Cox. I mean, he's, he's, he was a rookie in the league as an owner and coach. And, and I thought for 12 games, he ran a great program. And, it, you know, uh, like they're going to be a team that's going to be dangerous next year. Oh, definitely keep an eye on I that. Thought it was, I thought it was for 12 games. I, I thought that, you know, it was um, as good as it could have been. I was entertained, Pete. It was yeah. my first opportunity to see it. And uh, I, I was thoroughly entertained at every single one of them I, I, I watched. For, for the three 20-year-olds, of course, uh, ultimately they, they don't get to play that final game. But how do you reflect back on their time at the Panthers? Obviously, for Evans, only a solitary season. But for, for Lingard and Wart, obviously, left a pretty big imprint on this team. Uh, for sure. I mean, Evans, Evans has left an imprint. Because he's come in, I mean, he just—I just watched him picking his gear up out of the room here to go down to the ice tonight, and the kid always has a smile on his face, and he always gives a big effort, and I, you know, I, like I, I really, I really love the kid. I love his attitude. Um, he was an important guy in the room, and he was, he was, you know, he was a bit of a glue guy for being only in his first year. A good kid. Uh, Wharton Lingard, I mean, what can you say? I mean, there's I'm sitting here and there's some trophies behind me and you know there's one a few of, trophies there. There is, all, uh... there is. And uh, you know, they're they're league trophies that Wart won, he won a couple. Lingard to me is as good as any player in this league. I mean, he's he he competes and he skates. Those kids have both played here. That was their fourth year. They played as seventeen-year-olds. Both of them are really late birthdays. Like uh, Lingard's, I think December twenty-sixth, and Wart might be November twelfth or something like that. And so they they're really both only a few days away from having another year in the league, which is too bad. I, I just think Lingard's especially, his parents just weren't thinking way back when. Um, <laughs> Hold off for another couple of weeks, guys. Come on. Keep it in the pants. <laughs> That's Eugene. Like, sometimes he just doesn't think. And that was one of them. But, uh, you know, we'll miss those guys. But they came out every single night, worked their tails off, and I think set the tone for the young guys. And I do think that when we're going to find success, the success we find in the next couple of years, 
will a lot will attribute to those guys and what they brought to the program for four years. The positive thing about the season being cancelled, and I believe no league awards being this year, you get to keep those trophies for an extra season. Yeah, so yeah. So the unanimous champions for two seasons, <laughs> like with, without even having to give them back. So you know, <laughs> wow, we weren't champions, but Wart was the scoring scoring champion. And he and yeah. he asked me the other day. He said, "Pete, does this mean I'm the scoring champion for two years?" <laughs> so well, yeah. I mean, I, I think technically yes, because again, they're not awarding one this year. So that's how it works. Yeah. You, you mentioned the camp. Uh, what's the plan now? Obviously, as you said, the last practice on the 26th, uh, you've got a date in mind for the camp or does it come down to when you're sort of allowed to hold a camp? Okay. So we usually hold a camp in the first couple of weeks of April and we commit to kids like at our camp. Lots of camps are just camps and they're just running. We commit to kids for our roster at our camp and we commit to affiliate kids. And we, and you know, we, that we don't com- complete our roster there, but the majority of the heavy lifting to complete, our, to complete our roster is done in our spring camp. Okay, now we can't have a camp. I don't want to have a camp as the, you know, the first opportunity I can if it's not a properly run camp. So, uh, you know, I think it's really important that there's value in the camp. And when that when when parents leave, I want them to say, you know, even if it's to themselves, you know, I got value out of this camp. It was it was worth every penny. And so we we try to make sure our camps are run that way. And I don't think unless we can run a normal camp which I think is right around the corner. I I don't want to run one until we can run a camp that is 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 a pre-COVID camp, like where the word COVID doesn't come up. And by that you mean full contact, no restrictions. A hundred percent. Which was last year, from memory, the camp was no contact, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, because and, uh, and we were forced to do that, and we didn't run it. I don't think we ran it until the summer, and but it was getting late, and that was all we got. I I think the way things are looking right now, and, and I said this a month ago that by July we're going to be absolutely swimming in vaccine and now it's really looking like that i mean the states they expect that every single adult to be vaccinated by may 1st so i think all of that vaccine i mean we're getting a lot of it now uh, I, I think that you know the victoria harbor cats are going to be hitting baseballs in in july and there's going to be some people in the stands i think that when people are vaccinated i'm hoping that it doesn't become political and i hope it's like opened up and i hope we just turn the tap on and it's normal and when that happens i want to run a proper camp and like i say we'll we'll finish our team off and i'm looking forward to september already me too me too and i will say actually just um in the off season when you you know working out the team you're negotiating you're talking to the players all that sort of stuff just keep in mind that there are two very talented podcast hosts that would like to be retained for the next season as well so maybe just don't recruit elsewhere like i think they might want to stay on for next season Pete. i'm hoping ben and I'm also hoping. and one of them also probably would like to remain in the commentary box i know you only got to hear him for like about six games <laughs> but you know there's there's more there to give basically you know what i think ben i know you're you're passionate and like i think you're gonna really enjoy a normal season because You'll you'll see the barns. I mean, you haven't even been in all the barns. You'll 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 ride the bus. You'll get to enjoy the experience. And and you know, um, like I think it's so important to these kids. We are going till the twenty sixth, 
and it costs a few more dollars to be running. We practice four times a week. It costs a few more dollars to run. You know, we're, we're I forget what we're paying, 125, run 35 an hour, and we're practicing 90 minutes each time. But, but, and I said this to Corrine a couple nights ago. She said, well, look, at these guys are shutting down. Why do you keep going? And I really believe it's important for these guys to come out and be with their friends and I, you know, you hear the word mental health being tossed around, but I am such a believer in how this has been so important. It's an important season for these guys to be out and doing what they're doing. Well, Pete, we uh, we hope to see them out there doing what they're doing properly in, in anger in front of a packed barn <laughs> next season. But uh, we, we always appreciate you joining us here on the show. Obviously, we will be around in there thereabouts in the off-season. So we'll uh, catch up, see how things are going, and we'll try and find some more of these facts about you off in the off-season too. Because I love learning all these things about you too, by the way. So <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for passing them on, Pete. I don't know if people know that you're secretly passing them to me, aren't ben, you? Ben, that was supposed to be between me and you. Whoops, that's, uh, that's one of our final ones. I think I'm probably not coming back next season uh pete always a pleasure mate thank you for joining and us. ben thanks for your effort this year you've been awesome you've really added you've added something special to the club that we didn't have and i told you to say that too so i appreciate the <laughs> the, the, the quid pro quo there yeah, pete. absolutely <laughs> We are joined by head coach Brad Tippett. Brad, first of all, as always, pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot. Good to be here. Season officially cancelled now. Uh, I mean, does that change much now that you know that there's officially going to be no more games? No, I, I think that, you know, for the most part, everybody kind of thought that's where we were going to end up. I think we, we kind of framed it right that way and... Uh, so that there wouldn't be uh, any disappointment and the only thing you could really if there was a spark that something happened it would obviously be a positive force and we'd use that uh, as a motivating factor but uh, I, I think it's sort of as expected and uh, uh, well it's uh, everybody's in the same boat a couple of weeks then left on the ice and keep training sort of uh, any any extra plans now now that it's over do anything a bit different now before you send the boys off for uh, the off season uh, not really. We've had we've had sort of a structure routine the, the last couple of weeks here, where um, just how how the ice times work and and how it's allocated and things. And we haven't really done a lot of um, uh, obviously no system work, no team stuff. We've done some individual skills and and. Uh, um, and it's actually been pretty good. Some of the, you've got some some guys like Braun and Lingard and Wart and Spears and and Seal and uh, Denver and uh, Jensen. Those guys are great examples. Like and just to be on the ice, the young guys, you know, for the young defensemen playing against Josh Lingard for four months, three times a week, certainly has been great for them. And uh, so we, we just, we obviously can't do any contact stuff, but we've tried to, to simulate some game situations and just getting in the right position. And uh, there's some things that we've really seen improvement on and we've just tried to keep, uh, put something in that we can be positive about. It was a basically a twelve-game season essentially this year. Do you look back at any highlights, any you know positives that came from those actual matches when we were able to play them? Well, obviously, you know, Seal's goal in overtime in Victoria was a was a great goal, and and I thought that was a real character win, no matter what the season was. And I guess maybe the down part for me was. Uh, 
the last game when we I thought we came in overconfident and arrogant and thought we could just throw our sweaters on the ice and and uh and we still tried to pull it out but it wasn't uh it wasn't a great effort and uh uh you know i i had this terrible feeling that that might be the last game and that's the so i've got a sour taste in my mouth from that that won't be sort of cleared out till well whenever you hopefully uh, the first game of next season might be against Kerry Park then to kind of get straight back out. Oh, there I don't care who it is, just <laughs> just whoever it is. That's uh, that's fine. But uh, and on the other side, you got to continue to find a positive thing in everything, and you know that's a great motivating factor for our team to come out strong. Like we didn't finish that last time we had the sweaters on it wasn't a great you know it wasn't great people were upset and and the coaches were upset and and i think that there's a chance to for either uh, just to clean the slate right off the bat and uh, we're going to use that as a motivating factor going forward in terms of obviously the the three departing 20 year olds obviously evans came in this year and uh, played a few games but for for tanner and josh uh, esteemed careers with the panthers i mean kind of how do you reflect on what they're leaving behind. You mentioned, obviously, some of the younger guys working with them week in, week out. It's great, but do you reflect on their careers, what they've brought to the Panthers over the last few years? Most definitely. Uh, you know, um, uh, Braden came in here and, and we'd done some background check on him and he was everything that he that we uh, uh, had heard about. Uh, just a fantastic kid in the room. Fit in well. He's well-liked and... Uh, you know, just sort of jumped right into the mix, which isn't which isn't an easy thing to do in our room. And uh, you know, uh, there's I've been fortunate enough to coach 31 guys that played in the National League, and uh, these two guys, Wharton Lingard, uh, but in just terms of players that I enjoyed working with, they would both be in the top 10. And uh, uh, just can't say enough about the quality of character uh, that those kids have and and day one they bought in and they've just been fantastic leaders and examples and their legacy is going to be felt for a long time we're seeing uh, young kids like Gilbertson and Zadrakis are following players like that and, and the, the, the bar's been set high but just dealing with them day to day it'll be a relationship that will that I'll always cherish. A couple of weeks, as I said, left on the ice for the boys for training, then into the off-season. Obviously, there'll be a camp through that whenever we can have a camp. But for yourself, Brad, what do you do in the off-season? Is there an off-season for you? Are you still thinking about hockey when the games and the practices aren't on, or are you just kind of take some R&R for a while? No, no, there's no R&R. We're, we're constantly sort of looking around and monitoring what's going on. I've uh, got invitations right now to... Um, from numerous uh, development camps that are around Western Canada come and invited to come and have a look. I'm not sure we're going to do that with the amount of guys we have coming back. Uh, you know, we're the depth chart, we roll one year off and put another year on and we'll begin to continue to um, uh, sort of assemble a, a camp invite list and for whenever that happens so that we're ready to go right off the bat so there's a lot of off ice stuff a lot of stuff behind the scenes that that uh, that that's what we'll be busy with now will you allow yourself one day to just have a bit of r and r brad at all maybe well, i got another up. job too so <laughs> I, I gotta go to that one and uh uh yeah we'll we'll have some we'll have some quiet time and uh uh 
I actually spent a part of this afternoon uh, just going through each player, uh, some notes that we'll have for the exit interviews and just uh, some positive, negatives, things to work on, things like that. And so that's, uh, again, that's part of the process. And it, it'll, be a, it'll be a busy off-season for us. Even though we've got a number, almost everyone coming back, it's going to be a busy off-season for us. Well, if you need to get any uh, podcast hosts or any of the broadcast crew in for an exit interview, I'm sure we'll be available to hear those positives uh, and negatives, Brad. Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Actually, what I do is I save them up and I play them in the car when I'm driving through the mountains on the way back to Saskatchewan because there's no radio reception. <laughs> Plenty of notes there, Brad. It's been a pleasure having you on throughout this season and uh, we look forward to chatting you more through the off-season and, of course, heading into hopefully what will be a full proper season next season. Thanks. That's great. Great chats there with both Brad and Pete filling us in on all the details about the cancellation of the season and what it will mean coming forward in the final few weeks now of the VI JHL season for 2020-2021. 26th of March is the final practice for the boys. Off-season will happen. There'll be a camp, of course, as you heard in those chats. And then we will look forward to the 2021-2022 season with fingers crossed that we will have a proper full season, not only just for the boys out there on the ice, but for you, the listeners, the fans of the Panthers. It's obviously been a very interesting last two seasons with only 12 games played this season and last year basically cancelled just in the uh, depths of the playoffs. So hopefully we will get back to some normalcy for the next season and we can all go and support the boys out there on the ice moving Forward. Moving forward here on Claude Weekly, uh, we're going to be around for a couple more weeks, at least for this season, and then we are going to enter a somewhat of a break. We will still bring you some sporadic episodes during the off-season. We're not going to be completely disappearing, but uh, the regular episodes will not be happening as much as they have been, of course, he says, having taken a couple of weeks off. But we, in the last couple of weeks, I will say, got a couple of exciting more episodes to come your way. We are still planning on speaking to uh, the, the latest player for the Peninsula Panthers, of course, Dayton Clark, recently traded from Kerry Park Island to the squad. And although he's not played a game, he's only been on the team for a couple of weeks, practiced with the boys a few times, we're hoping to catch him before the end of the season so we can tick off every single player for the 2020-21 season, as well as catching up with the three 20-year-olds who, of course, you heard us mention in those chats with both Brad and Pete. I do, of course, speak of Braden Evans, Tanner Watt, and Josh Lingard, who unfortunately will not be with the side anymore, of course, and they're no longer eligible to play in the VIJHL. So we'll be catching up with them to, I guess, talk about their careers here in Junior B Hockey in the VIJHL, summarize their best moments and everything else in between and find out what they're going to be up to now that they're no longer sadly going to be able to play for the Panthers. So that will be coming in the coming weeks. And Sticky will return, as I said, at the top of the episode. We're going to do a bit of a wrap season review, essentially, and we'll also bring you a best of, kind of some best snippets of some of the best interviews that we've had throughout this season, give you some great old memories of our first full season of Claude Weekly, which, of course, we are very excited to bring you in the coming weeks. In the meantime, if you want to stay up to date with everything to do with your Peninsula Panthers, you can look up us on Facebook. Simply search for the Peninsula Panthers on Facebook, also on Twitter and on Instagram. P Panthers VIJHL is where you can find on both of those. And for your podcast right now that you are listening, of course, we are available on all good podcast platforms be it Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. We're even on iHeartRadio right now and Amazon Podcasts. Or if you want to go direct to the source to get the podcasts, uh, if you want to just find the individual episodes, ppanthersvijhl.transistor.com. 
www.fm is the one-stop shop for all of those. Big thanks to Brad again. Big thanks to Pete again. My name is Ben. We will speak to you next time on Claude Weekly. Good night. Claude Weekly is proudly brought to you by Peninsula Co-op. Purchase a car wash from Peninsula Co-op before November 15 and you can win free car washes for a year. Enter online at coppromotions.com.